other night. I go walking in my sleep. It goes walking in sleep. To the valley of sins. Valley of sins. To the river salt deep. Salt deep. Well, I'm searching for something. Searching for something. Something sacred I know. He knows. But the river is wide. River is wide. And it's too hard to cross. Too hard. Too hard to cross. Hey, what up, folks? Welcome to episode 21 of the Late Dog Daily Podcast. I hope you're well. Uh, apologies for the bit of delay in getting the next episode out. Um, but yeah, we're back for some more topics around the world, some positive stories, a few personal daily highlights from myself, uh, and a few good things to uplift you maybe during lockdown. As always, if you've got any stuff that's going on with yourself, it'd be great to hear on the Nate Dog. Uh, daily podcast, potentially share some of the stories. Uh, you can get me on Nate Dog Podcast at gmail.com or DM me at Nate underscore dog underscore daily on Insta. Right. Uh, I was going to blame the delay for, uh, you know, getting the new media out on my laptop. I mean, I can't really because it took about half an hour of updates this morning, but um, I've got a Dell laptop and uh, thankfully my old pal Captain P works at Dell, so he's going to, he said he'd hit me up. Uh, not hit me up, he'd old, um, help me out and hit up um, Mr. Michael Dell himself. So he said he was going to hit him up on Skype and uh, sort me out a new laptop, which would be fantastic. Um, but yeah, there has been a few a few personal highlights recently that I like like to share with you lovely people. Um, well, it's more of a low like this one than a highlight, but we'll, um, yeah, I've become accustomed to being, you know, the third wheel now that lockdown is lifted or starting to lift and, you know, the household bubbles are allowed. So Big Ben uh, has been having his girlfriend around, uh, who is lovely, I must say. Um, but that's besides the point. So I come in, I've been on the driving range, like the true gentleman I am, and, uh, you know, get in, start eating some grub, sit down, and they've got bloody naked attraction on the TV, which is a disgusting show and shouldn't be aired. Um, it's just horrific and awkward. Uh, but anyway... I don't know how, but Big Ben and uh, and girlfriend start arguing about uh, like about sex parties ultimately, and whether or not they'd previously had the same conversation about whether or not they go to sex parties. And it was just you know really odd situation to find myself in. I'd come in, I was quite relaxed after you know a bit of golf, and uh, and then I get thrown this. Um, and it was clearly like one of them was trying to suggest that they were up for it without being too blatant that they were up for it because the other person wasn't up for it. Um, I'll let you decide which one you think that was. Um, but it, yeah, it takes quite a lot for me to feel awkward. And yeah, this was uh, this was definitely something that made me feel awkward. And I had to get out there and go and lock myself in my room. Um, but yeah, in good news, actually, outside of this, uh, my lilies have finally come out after two months of hard graft and determination for myself. Um, always getting a bit worried. There wasn't a lot of action for a while. It hasn't grown uh, hugely, if I'm honest. Um, and they've fallen off the windowsill a few times because they're out sort of outdoors these ones. Um, but then out of bang, out of nowhere, you know, some lovely red flowers. Although they're getting rained on uh, as we speak. Um, but yeah, looking good. The, the stock of plants in the house is doing well. To be fair, you know, the chili plants have probably trebled in size since uh, since Big Al shared those. Uh, the money plants doing well. Um, the one I can't pronounce is getting pretty big, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, it's surprising that I'm I'm still single, to be honest, with the amount of girls on Hinge that say they're attracted to someone who can keep a house plant alive. So, you know, maybe one day that will come into its own. Um, 
But yeah, at the weekend, I we or some of us have been enjoying ourselves. Obviously, uh, I was having a few drinks at a friend's house in the garden, keeping our distance, obviously. Uh, and I was chatting to a couple of the girls at the house. There's two girls and myself. Neither of them single, so obviously I wasn't using my best material. Um, but I was sort of testing the boundaries a little bit of like what was acceptable to say, like being a bit cocky. Uh, and then two minutes later, one of them like sat down, um, like away from the conversation, and I like and stopped talking to us. And I thought I'd offended them. Um, and then she ended up having a seizure. Um, and it turns out it's happened before, but I was worried for a while that my chat had literally given this girl a seizure. Um, but yeah, she's okay. And turns out it's happened before, so it wasn't a chat. So that is fantastic news, and definitely a personal, personal highlight there. Um, but yeah, obviously lockdown's not been easy for a lot of people. I have been pretty impressed. I'm not sure about you lot with uh, with the imagination and intuition of people these days. You know, people really, really thinking outside of the box for the entertainment. Um, and I don't know if this is just a London thing, but um, there's been a lot of people rollerblading since lockdown, like. We went to park the other day and there was this couple, this girl who could actually do it and then dragging her boyfriend around who couldn't do it and with like full head to toe, helmet, heel pads, knee pads, etc. Um, but yeah, there's been quite a few people, few people rolling. In, in London, it's pretty much like a, like a 90s roller disco or like an American cafe if you get into the parks. Um, but I did see this one kid. Um, it was a video, not, not live, unfortunately. I wish I did see this live because it would have been fantastic. Um, he was on some rollerblades and then he had a leaf blower and like stuck a leaf blower in between his legs and would just turn it on full throttle and would just fly down the road. It was, uh, I thought it was pretty good. So um, yeah, being pretty impressed with um, with those kind of people. Much better than the type of people who've been complaining about the Marmite shortage. Um, apparently there's a shortage, you know, people complain there's no squeezy jars available, only little glass ones. Um, I mean, firstly, you shouldn't like Marmite because it's disgusting. And then secondly, you know, sort yourself out, go and get yourself a leaf blower and stop complaining. Um, but yeah, I should probably move on to uh, some of the old topics for you. So I have found some some good news. Um, there's been plenty of action uh, around the world. So let's crack on with the old topics. It's today's topics with Nathan Hopkins. What will he be talking about? It's today's topics with Nathan Shopkins. Now listen to him mumble them out. So to kick us off, we've got a bit of cool technology. I know I like a bit of technology on the Nate Dog Daily Podcast. Um, well, firstly, it's not about GPS, but GPR, Ground Penetrating Radar. Yes, it's pretty cool. It's basically this technology. They've been using it for a couple of years now. Say so they, archaeologists, um, to map out uh, like underground cities um, from like back in the day. Um, so it's pretty cool, and they've basically been like, discovering these different cities that like are basically stuck underground with like ancient artifacts and structures and, and all sorts. Um, so yeah, they've been they've been using it, but it's been like improving obviously with like the um, improved like compute and storage capabilities and stuff, more and more technical stuff that I'm into. But um, yeah, they've they've been been using this, and they've managed to produce like images of what a Roman city would look like, and obviously. With my Italian family heritage, um, I'm pretty keen on this one. So they, they've basically mapped out this city called Valeri Novi in like amazing detail. Picked out like markets, roads, a temple, monuments, uh, a bath complex, and a network of underground pipes 
suggesting a sophisticated plumbing system. It's pretty cool. Um, and yeah, I don't know why. It was the University of Cambridge and the University of Ghent which were which are working on this. I don't know why they've sort of taken over from the Italians. Um, but yeah, don't know. But I'll be a bit of a history for you, a history lesson for you. Um, the city was just under half the size of Pompeii, located 50k north of Rome. First occupied in 241, so 241 BC, which is a long time ago. Uh, survived the medieval period until around 700 AD. Um, and yeah, done pretty well in Little C. Uh, but I mean, yeah, for those universities, it sounds like a pretty cool geography trip, to be honest. Uh, I mean, much better than the one that I went on when I was doing GCC geography, uh, when we went down to like check out some Oxbow Lakes or something stupid like that, where the highlight was playing <coughs> T2 featuring Jody on the back seats of the bus out of a mobile phone and like gambling Skittles and playing cards in like the dorm room and stuff. Um, so yeah, that sounds pretty cool, but um, yeah, so what else have I got for you? Well, um, I mean, it's bad enough, I don't know about you lot, when, this is the situation I'm in, where everyone thinks your dad is a complete legend. Um, basically, my dad used to teach at the same college, sixth form college I went to, and uh, he was notorious for speaking, A, really loudly, so like, if you're in the classroom, either side of his classroom, you could only hear him above your own teacher. So like, God knows what he's doing. He's like shouting everything. But he was the kind of teacher that like, if you're late for his class, he'd lock you out of the classroom. Um, and just like random things. Anyway, he became a bit of a legend. I, mean, I think he was quite a good teacher, to be fair. And he'd worked there for like, God knows, 35 years or something. Um, but yeah, he used to teach a lot of the guys I used to play rugby with. Uh, and I used to see him around campus quite a lot. And he basically said like, hi to all my friends, because he knew them anyway from being my friends and like helping at football training and stuff like that. So people knew him. Um, and then he would just blank me. Um, but yeah, anyway, so it's bad enough that everyone thinks he's a legend. And it now turns out there's a, there's some psychological training courses available um, at, at John Hopkins, Johns Hopkins University. Um, obviously it's not with that, but um, yeah, it turns out he's branching out in his, uh, in his retirement, really making the most of it. Um, also see his name uh, on a festival lineup quite a lot. You know, John Hopkins is also a DJ with his name. Um, so people thinking my dad's an absolute ledge. Uh, really, really living his best. Um, but I mean, he did he did live through the 70s, so I suppose, you know, fair play to him. Um, but yeah, ironically, ironically, um, I mentioned these psychological training courses. They are basically taught by a chap called uh, Dr. George S. Uh, Everly, who's the author or the co-author, sorry, of the book, the John Hopkins Guide to Psychological First Aid, and co-founder of the International Critical Incident Stress Foundation. Uh, but yeah, it's massively ironic because my dad is the biggest stressor in the world, and I'm uh, pretty sure that's what gave him, a, gave him a heart attack earlier this year, and resulting in a triple high bar pie, a heart bypass. Um, I mean, it's all good now, I probably should have led with that bit, um, but yeah, generally pretty sure that, like, if you're a stressor, stop stressing, little things don't matter. Um, but yeah, Nate Dog, top tip for you there. Um, but yeah, as I mean, moving on. I mean, as humans, I think we're I think we're actually pretty rubbish as a species. Um, not because of all the kick, you know, the racial abuse and things like kicking off, but like physically, we are very disappointing. You know, we're not quick, we're not strong. You know, we can't like bite through things through like tigers. You know, we don't always land on our feet like cats. 
you know, we can't jump like fleas, like nine times our size of our body or whatever height is, or whatever it is, you know. Um, our thing is our brain, and we're so rubbish that we only use like a few percent of its power. Um, you know, whereas some animals are epic, you know, they're really, really doing their bit and utilizing some of their immense capabilities. Well, it turns out that dogs are helping fight COVID and they're doing it through their sense of smell. And apparently there's been like a trial of dogs trying to sniff out the sweat of, uh, of people with COVID. And there was like four dogs that uh, successfully identified 100% of the sample, people with, uh, with COVID that managed to sniff them out. And on average, it was 95%, like between all the dogs, uh, on the success rate of identifying uh, people with COVID. So, I mean, that's pretty epic. Um, if that can actually help, then, uh, I mean, if that can actually get like widespread, then that's pretty epic and will really help um, kick on the old fight against COVID. Um, but yeah, apparently dogs have been using their sense of smell like for medical diagnosis for like loads of stuff and there's been like thousands of like cancer uh studies like scientific studies about um yeah dogs trying to smell out cancer or something like that which is also pretty cool so yeah fair play dogs i think we need to wrap our game to be honest um although like this week i have been well big ben um offered to look after our friend's dog he's pretty cute old alfie um he's this little spaniel that's pretty a bit a nut job basically but um he's obsessed with tennis balls like you go on a walk and he like won't let you touch it um and then you throw like a second one and then he has to like look after both of them and he can't fit them it's 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 mad i'm pretty sure he's not going to help with covid um but i mean fair play to the dogs doing pretty well um yes yeah, so i picked out some other special powers i mean i found out that hummingbirds um hummingbirds see special colors like cute obviously we can't see so we've only got three color cones in our retinas uh red green and blue light uh, apparently birds have a fourth color cone um that like susses out or i say susses out that can see ultraviolet light which would be pretty cool um so yeah they see like a combination of like ultraviolet green and ultraviolet red um so much better than uh, much better than the old humans um yeah, that really wraps up the show. Uh, that was my top picks. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Good to be back. Uh, look forward to another episode. See you soon.